we are we're moving into a new series. Um, again, we closed the last series, and 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 we never finish uh, growing in that of being like Him, uh, following Jesus. But now we are we're turning a corner toward um, the time of His. His, his crucifixion and resurrection, and we, we want to look at um, that time, and, and <clears throat> Jesus would often refer to that, that time, that coming time, he would refer to it as his hour, his hour, uh, it, it, the hour, it, it wasn't a, wasn't a, a chronological uh, hour, more, more than it was a, a coming of an expected or an anticipated event. So as Jesus lives out his, his ministry, he, he mentions this, his, his hour, and, and, and instead of that specific time on the clock, it, it, it pointed to this appointed time for him to encounter all the suffering that leads to salvation. The hour, the hour, the, the long hours we'll look at uh, Jesus' uh, face while he was headed to the cross. The hour of Jesus um, it's actually going to span several hours of, of the night into the day of his crucifixion. We're going to be looking in the book of Mark, the book of Mark, um, at his hour. Uh, and we'll, we'll start today in the book of Mark in the 14th chapter, Mark chapter 14. And uh, when we left off last week in, in John, uh, Jesus had just prayed and um, uh, and, and they, they were going to be en route to this place. Um, but Jesus had just prayed for us. <laughs> so Mark chapter 14, Mark chapter 14. Um, let's look at, we'll begin reading at the 32nd verse. Mark chapter 14, we'll begin reading at verse 32. It says here, in the word of God, from the English Standard Version, it says, And they went to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet, not what I will, but what you will. And he came and, and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again, he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. And he came the third time and said to them, are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. 
the hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we thank you, uh, God, that you have kept us and sustained us, Lord. Um, you brought us uh, uh, to this point in time, Lord, to um, open your word and to, to hear from you, Lord. Give us ears to hear, Lord, and give us hearts and uh, receptive hearts, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you for all that are gathered here, Lord. Just pray your grace and um, peace and blessings over each one and every household that is represented. I ask, Lord, for a fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word and that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight because, Lord, you're my strength and you're my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. One, um, <clears throat> I was reading a little, little bit of little piece of history, and I found something that that one one method of discipline for Roman soldiers in times past, uh, uh, the Roman soldiers that didn't meet their superiors' expectations, uh, it was execution. That's how they dealt with it. Sometimes uh, they had various means, but sometimes they they line them up and, and give them uh, give uh, uh, the first man in line a, a full cup of some type of uh, deadly poison, hemlock or some type of deadly poison that that created a great pain according to how much they drank. Um, if the first man um, had the courage, the heart, the compassion. Uh, he, he could drink the full measure of the cup and, and suffer all the pains of the poison himself. And if he did it, uh, the, the rest of the men would then go free. Um, but if not, he might take a sip and, and then pass it and everybody would have to suffer and suffer and suffer and suffer and suffer. I, I, I I, I thought about the text today, and, and um, the text shows uh, not a Roman soldier, but the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in the garden, uh, Gethsemane, and, and he's there um, praying and handling our cups, <laughs> the cups we should be taking. He, he's uh, handling our cups, and, and that just for, I'll tag the text uh, with that title, handle, handling your cup, handling your cup in the garden. That's what he's doing. He's handling your cup. Um, Jesus painfully accepts his path of suffering on behalf of mankind. Uh, we are here in, in the book of Mark. It's, you know, it's the, the shortest gospel account, uh, and it presents Jesus as a man of action. Uh, it shares the core of his teaching about the kingdom of God, but highlights the actions that back up or affirm what he speaks. Um, at this point in the gospel, Jesus uh, has, has just eaten the Passover meal with his disciples and revealed that, that he would soon be betrayed and, 
established the memorial of communion as a, as a picture and reminder of him giving his life for the forgiveness of sins. Then after, after singing a hymn together, he leads them, the disciples, out to a familiar garden to pray. It's in this garden in the dark night, along with the disciples, we learn something about Jesus and about ourselves and about prayer. It was, it was back uh, in the garden, if we look at a, a broad stroke of, of, of the Bible, it was back in the garden of Eden that mankind received a death sentence. The Lord is about to engage in a struggle in this garden that would eventually grant people access again to the paradise of God that was lost by sin. It's a wrestling. Something powerful is happening here in the garden. Um, three things we, we, we want to, that we note as, as we look at uh, this text and Jesus and his disciples in the garden. Jesus relates to humanity in the garden through suffering. Jesus relates to humanity in the garden through suffering. Uh, Jesus demonstrates what to do in times of temptation and weakness. And third, Jesus doesn't discard disciples for their failures. Jesus, as somebody say, oh Lord, Jesus doesn't discard disciples for their failures. Uh, it says, and they, they went to a place called Gethsemane and he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John and, and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. Remain here and watch. As Jesus is now moving closer to the cross, uh, he, he literally has the weight of the world on his shoulders. Uh, he, he, he chooses in that moment to go to the Father in prayer. Um, prayer was his habit. Prayer was his routine. Prayer was his, it was, his, was his bread and butter. It was his way of life. It was his breath. Crossing the brook of Kidron over to the Mount of Olives, Jesus goes with his disciples into a garden called Gethsemane to pray. It, it, it was his familiar prayer ground. Uh, him and the disciples frequented this place. It, and it seemed like it, it should be a peaceful time going to pray in a garden. But just hearing and understanding the name of this place tells us this won't be some walk in the park. Uh, uh, the, the, the name Gethsemane, it means oil press. A place where olives get crushed to produce oil. Uh, out in the dark night, Jesus is going into a place of, of struggle and crushing in the garden. He, he positions his disciples as he enters the gardens like someone getting uh, uh, ready for, for an enemy attack, uh, telling eight of them to set up and wait in, at one place and taking three a little closer to where he would go into prayer. And, and, and as he approaches the moment of prayer, he becomes uh, flooded with an overwhelming agony and heaviness. Uh, the, the, the terror of the coming situation causes him mental and emotional suffering. Uh, 
and, and, and to Peter, James, and John, he, he shares that he's feeling more pain than, than they could imagine all the way down to his soul. Uh, a crushing grief takes hold of him so strong that it feels like it might kill him. Uh, this, 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 isn't, this isn't the Jesus that they're used to. <laughs> this, this isn't the Jesus that, that we're used to hearing about either, is it? Um, this sounds like the experience of a regular person and not the Lord. Um, it, it's, a, it's a human condition we're seeing the Lord in here. Has, has anyone been there? Some, some trial or, or situation in life leaving you in, a, in devastating pain that, that's not physical but seems to take hold of you physically. You can't figure out how to manage it or relieve yourself from it. Has anyone been there? Uh, Jesus relates to us in this suffering. Only he's facing the, the spiritual pain he's facing on behalf of mankind. Um, his simple request to the three is to stay up with him and be alert while he prays. And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him altogether. And he said, Abba. Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Uh, I, like, I, like, I like King James there. Nevertheless, <laughs> not what I will, but what you will. We, we, we get a picture here of how severe Jesus' turmoil was because instead of standing and raising his hands in prayer in the typical posture, he prostrates himself to the ground before God in prayer and submission. Him, him addressing God from that place uh, as Abba, it reveals relationship. He, he's uniquely able to relate to him as, as dad. Um, you using this affectionate word for father reminds us that even though he's distressed, he doesn't see the father as some distant God uh, like, like sometimes we do when we're in distress. God seems far away. But, but it's just, this, his connection to the father makes the, the picture of what he's experiencing and about to experience uh, uh, even more disturbing this connection that he had with the father. Which, which parent in here could imagine hearing the voice of the one you love calling out in agony and terror and not rush to fix it or, or, or resolve the thing that's troubling them? The picture of what's happening. Jesus calls what, what he's facing a cup and, and makes his petition for it to pass from him. To pass them by, you 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 got to understand that what this this cup means in, in this time and in earlier times, it, it, the cup was used as a, a metaphor to describe whatever it was that God was assigning to you, whether it be blessings or judgment. Uh, in, in Psalm twenty three, David spoke about his cup running over with blessings from the Lord. Uh, many, many of the prophets, though, talked about the cup of God's wrath being poured out on evil nations. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Zechariah. 
But if, if there's anybody's, any, anybody's cup that should be filled with good things from the Father, it should be Jesus. Uh, but, but he lays here praying that if any way exists that this cup could pass him by, Father, let it pass. Let it pass. What, 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 what was so horrible about this cup? Uh, this cup that's in front of Jesus is filled with death. Uh, he, he, he knew his, his mission on earth was, was for him to go that way. It had always been in front of him, but now the time, the hour is here. Jesus is human. He's Lord, but he's human. He's God in the human flesh. Jesus prays. So he prays over this, this cup. I, I, I believe also that there's more to this cup than just his coming death. It, it's, it's awareness of the wrath of God received on behalf of mankind. It's the, it's the coming disruption of the communion he's always shared with the Father, the turmoil, uh, the, 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 the terror he faced is what anyone facing God without him can expect. Uh, it's, and this is this is this is this is a reason to to be on mission, Amen, and sharing the Lord with people. This is an expected end for anyone that faces the Lord without Christ. Jesus, Jesus prays over this cup, showing showing us that it's okay to to pray about whatever cup we're facing too. But watch him. It's not about bossing or manipulating God and making him surrender to what we want. Prayer is about us surrendering to what God wants. Uh, so, so as horrible as the cup is that Jesus is facing, even recognizing that the Father has the power to change it, we hear him say, not my will, but your will, Father. Just as he taught the disciples to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus demonstrates with his own life and prayer. Uh, even even in, in weakness and, and facing what no one had ever faced, Jesus is willing to obediently trust the Father's will. Even when it's the opposite of what he really wants. He obediently trusts the Father's will. Let me just let me just pause there. Let me just say that uh, uh, if if God's will is never the opposite of what you want, it never shakes you up or or drives you to your knees in prayer. You may not be encountering His will at all, but instead an echo of your own desires disguised. God's will is not always going to agree with us. A lot of the time. <laughs> and it should shake us sometimes. It should move us sometimes in the prayer. And, and, and he came and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Uh, could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Peter, Peter had just pledged that he would die for Jesus. 
He had just sang, I surrender all and, 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 and purify. Uh, I want to be tried by fire, if you would. He had just sang it. Uh, James and John were in the chorus with him. Not long ago, they said they would drink Jesus' cup along with them and die with him just like Peter if it came to that. But they were having trouble living for him. Um, sometimes it's, it, it might be easier to accept death than suffering. While Jesus was, was suffering and wrestling in prayer, they were asleep. They, they couldn't stay up with him for an hour of prayer. You know, sometimes people make big, righteous-sounding claims, but don't realize how inadequate they are in their own strength to carry out even the smallest thing for the Lord. They, they just don't, they don't recognize it. They want to be tried by fire, but they don't recognize all that comes with it. Huh. But before we go too hard in on the disciples, we, we have to be honest. Have, have you ever been sleeping when you should have been praying? <laughs> you ever been sleeping when you should have been up praying? I, I'm, what, what is it about praying and reading the scriptures sometimes? It's like no dough. I mean, it's like a, 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 what you call those things that you make you go to sleep? I, I don't know. I don't have problems sleeping. So I don't know. It, don't, it, but the, it, it, like, it, it knocks you out sometimes. Uh, that, that's, that's just me. Uh, are you able to watch a whole Netflix series and stay up and then right, right. It, it's time to pray and you get about a good 15 minutes in and you right, right. look like you're saying yes Lord right, 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 right. <laughs> but watch Jesus instead of beating these disciples up Jesus reminds them that the flesh is weak he reminds them, you, 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 you may have good intentions, a willing spirit to do something, but there are limits to your natural strength. Uh, the, the body doesn't always back up what the mind says. You might say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to run five miles today. And the body says, how about five yards? Uh, you might say, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to pray for the community and for the church and for even for the pastor in the morning. And the, and the body says, we need more sleep. No blanket victory for you. The disciples begin learning here that there is a difference between their strength and God's power. And it's only through prayer that, that we, uh, we, we, we access the power of God to do what we can't do on our own. Only through prayer. Jesus tells them to stay up and pray. And, and, and look at him though. Instead of concern about his his, his own distress, Jesus is really warning them about their own human weakness. He, he's not really telling them to stay up for him. Uh, it, 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 he's saying your, your human weakness is dangerous if you don't manage it. It, it leads to making unholy choices like, like, like Esau selling his birthright for a bowl of soup because uh, uh, he was hungry. His human weakness led him into something that was unholy. Uh, they, they were in a kind of warfare that they didn't understand. And it was the wrong time for them to give in to the body, Jesus says. Peter and the others needed to be in prayer like he taught them. Lead us not into temptation. Heavily leaning on the Lord, not sleeping. These disciples were soon 
be tempted to deny Jesus and then fail. Uh, Times of uh, of temptation are are all around us. Anybody believe that? They're they're, they're all around us. If if you don't recognize that they're there, you might be standing in it. It's all around us, and we need to stay up and pray to deal with it. Uh, We can't afford to fail. We're on mission. We're on mission. Here, in his own suffering, Jesus is teaching by direction and by demonstration what to do when facing trials and weakness. He's making it plain. Uh, uh, And again, he, he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy and and. And they did not know what to answer him. And this text, we, we, this text gives us two pictures of, of weakness. We, we see G- Jesus in his weakness, and we see his recourse, what he, what he goes to. And then we find the disciples in their weakness again and again. As, as Jesus goes further into prayer, deeper into prayer, it seems like the disciples go further and further into sleep. If Jesus had been relying on them instead of God, he wouldn't have made it. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it and, it's, and it's not because I, I feel for the disciples. You know, it's not because they don't care, but, but just because they're human. By now, they, they, they would have started feeling a, a sense of failure as their master and, and, and friend stood with a look of suffering on his face and they slept opening their eyes to see him standing there. Just just picture the scene, him him agonizing in prayer while while they sleep. Uh, uh, Do do you recognize the moment you're sleeping in that you should be up with Jesus in prayer about? Is there a moment, is there thing that you're, you're sleeping in and, and you know you should be up with Jesus in prayer about it. I imagine, I, I imagine this being another horrible part of that cup. Jesus has to take it all alone. Um, no one to stand with him in his suffering and, and prayer. Uh, uh, the Gospel of Luke tells us that he was struggling in prayer so much that Sweat like drops of blood began to drip from his head. This intense time of struggle and prayer and agony. Three times he goes back to the Father about this cup. Each time he winds up in the same place, though. Your will be done. Sometimes the, the, the only way to get through something is to go through it with God. Uh, 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 staring the suffering and the shame in the eye, Jesus prays over this cup and says, I'll drink it. I'll drink it. And he came to, 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 he came the third time and said to them, are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. Uh, the hour has come. The son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise. Let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. There, there, there comes a time when the time to act has passed. Enough. A time when you no longer have a chance to do what you should have been doing. 
What the disciples should have been getting ready for in prayer is now coming down the road and they're not ready. Jesus tells them, get up and let's go. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a picture of a failure for them. But notice this. Sweet, it's sweet. Notice he says, let us be going. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Let us be going. They, they had deserted him already in their sleep, but he doesn't desert them. He collects them because, because he knows he's going to have to protect them from what's coming. Even in their failures, he shepherds them. I, I, I don't want to use bad, bad English, but ain't that good news? It, it, that's good. He shepherds them even in their, in their failures. And in, the, in, in the darkness of the night, Jesus could probably see the flicker of torches coming closer. A crowd led to him by the betrayer, Judas, who traded in Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Death was ahead of him, and yet yet he had no fear of man. After this time of, of fervent prayer, his only concern was doing the Father's will. Jesus rises up ready to take the cup and to drink it. Now, this is the Jesus here that, that we expect to see, the hero, the one who is in control and protecting us from danger. This is the Jesus we're used to. But the blessing of this text that we should not miss is it, it, being able to see Jesus struggling in the garden because we struggle in prayer. And we get to watch him. We, we struggle in prayer. We struggle when we don't think God hears us. We struggle when, when, when what's in our cup looks like it's too much for us to handle. Uh, this text shows us that God hasn't just allowed us to struggle alone. He put on a robe of flesh and came down and entered into the struggle with us. He went through more than we could imagine. And now, in, in anything we go through, Jesus can, can, can say, I understand. I understand. You, we sometimes get in so deep that we feel like nobody knows the trouble we see. Jesus says, I do. When, when I began to think about Jesus and, and this cup that he prayed over and, and, and surrendered to, I, I, felt, I felt a heaviness because I realized some of what was, was in that horrible cup that he was about to drink, some of it was mine. It was, it was my mess in that cup. My name was on that cup. And, and y'all got quiet on me. And, and not just my mess, but I believe some of your names were on that cup too. If you be honest in here, lots of your stuff was in that cup. That cup was full of God's punishment for sins that Jesus never committed. But he, but he took it and he, and he drank all of it. The, the, the whipping, the beating, the shame, the cross, the nails, the piercing, the death, the grave, all of it. He took it. And in spite of it, he, he offered us a new cup. It's a, a, a cup of blessing. He offers... 
He took that cup and he offered us a cup of blessing, a, a cup of salvation, a cup that, that's running over like David's cup, better than David's cup. Goodness and mercy is now on our heels, following us. Jesus in the garden, handling your cup. He related to us in the agony and the struggle there in the garden. He, he shows us how to manage when temptation, trial comes our way. He doesn't discard us because of our failures. And we thank him. We thank him.